Welcome to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Curtis Birch, host and producer on News Radio 630, WLAP, the home of the cat. It's a big deal to the Big Blue Nation. We'll be talking about it every day right here on Locked On Kentucky. This edition of the show is brought to you by Grassroots Pharmacy. We'll be telling you just a little bit more about them in a bit. On this episode, we are going to be talking to Josh Edwards of 247 Sports about UK football recruiting. A lot of news the past couple of days, um, and he breaks it down. He's been at the camps that have been happening over the last weekend and, and change, and I think you're continuing this week as well. Um, before I, we get to that conversation, though, I do want to get some get you guys caught up on a little bit of the news of the day. Um, one, uh, the topic that we'll, we'll continue to track is Harry Blackshear Jr. Um, famously, we have coined the term <clears throat> this is to the tune of Carmen Sandiego. Where in the world is Carrie Blackshear Jr.? He is going to be in Knoxville, Tennessee on June 14th. So he's got that going for him. Um, and this is all per friend of the podcast, Evan Daniels. Um, and he plans to take a visit to Kentucky as well this week. But no specific date uh, is set at this time. He has already taken visits to Florida and Arkansas last week. Those are the four school four schools that are getting the most traction. So that's Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Arkansas. And according to Evan, Virginia Tech is also still in the mix. So no timetable about exactly when he'll be commit committing, but that is the last piece um, for uh, UK basketball that could have an impact on next season. Um, speaking of basketball, a couple reports that come out today, um, one from Shams on The Athletic and then Woj of ESPN, um, Anthony Davis, is sounds like it's the, the wheels are turning for him to get traded this offseason, and the Pelicans are looking for multi-team deals to get this thing done. Anthony Davis says that he would either like to go to a team in Los Angeles or New York. There are four clubs there, Clippers, Lakers, Knicks, and Nets. Uh, we'll see where this all shakes out. Obviously, this is a big deal I'm in the NBA and has huge implications on uh, Kentucky. Um, finally, before we jump over to Josh Edwards and get you caught up on football recruiting, just some uh, interesting stuff <laughs> on social media, which you know I love. Brad Calipari has been a little bit active on Twitter because he is having some flight issues. Uh, apparently, as we're recording this on Monday evening, it was reported last week that he is going to he was going to visit Hartford um, to check out their basketball facilities and such. Obviously, I, mean, I think most people know Brad is eligible to grad transfer. He has two seasons left and is eligible to play next season if he so decides. Um, and today he was on some uh, on some tweets, and uh, his sisters got involved as well. Uh, you should check it out at Brad Calipari um, on Twitter. Uh, nice, nice name there. Easy to remember. Um, but basically, what it what it looks like it boiled down to is the fact that um, he missed a connection flight in Detroit, um, and then his sister started hassling him about it. Do you even know how to fly a commercial? Normally, you're you know either with the team, so it's it's you know everything you so everything's taken care of, 
or every once in a while you'll see him fly with his dad in one of those privates when they go to a private jets when they go to a game or something along those lines. So they were giving him some hassle. Um, but then it got really funny in the airport because apparently while he was in Detroit, um, he tweeted out, just got asked if I was Coach K's son in Detroit airport. L-M-A-O. That means laughing my A-S-S off. Butt off. He's laughing his butt off, folks. And then he followed that tweet up with another little nugget, and he said, I just realized my backpack says UK with Calipari under it. How do you still ask if I'm Coach K's son? I don't know. That's That was pretty silly. Pretty ridiculous. Uh, I don't know how that mistake ends up getting happened. It's happened. Um, but goodness. Uh, I would like to talk to the person who made that mistake, and I would also love to know what Brad had to say to them. Was it just a straight no? Was it just a, you know, was it like, an insult? Did did Brad act as if he was insulted? I don't know. We'll have to get we'll have to do follow up on this. Maybe we'll get to ask John Calipari. Maybe we'll get to ask Brad if he could, decides to ultimately come back um, to Kentucky. Okay, um, I'll tell you what. Real quick, let's let's do this break. Let's tell you about Grassroots, and then you'll get to hear um, Josh Edwards talking about who was on campus this weekend. There was a big time uh, recruit and. Also, in this, we're not just talking about the camps. We're going to talk to him about who he thinks Kentucky football has a great shot at landing as a commitment. Um, But before that, let me tell you guys about Grassroots Pharmacy. It is a locally owned independent pharmacy looking to change your idea of what a pharmacy is supposed to be. They place a strong focus on nutritional supplements and alternative therapies like CBD oil. Their pharmacists know there's nothing more important than your family's well-being. They will take the time to get to know you, explain your medication, and answer questions you may have. They accept most insurance plans, including Medicare. They're located in a Hamburg Pavilion, 2304 Sir Barton Way. The best way to describe it is it's right at that four-way stop next to the Best Buy on the parking lot side of the Regal Cinema. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 they got a website, grassrootspharmacy.com. You can also give them a call, 859-263-1382. We got to do a remote out there last week. Great spot. Go check it out. It's not just a drug score. They got awesome smoothies and some merchandise, too. So if you need a quick gift or just something for yourself, treat yourself, go check out Grassroots Pharmacy, grassrootspharmacy.com. You are locked on Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Now joined by Josh Edwards of 247 Sports, who's been at all these UK football recruitment camps. And I guess probably the easiest place to start out is just the commitment list. Um, do you do you just have alerts set up when John Young tweets something so you know that you have to write a recruitment commitment story now? Is that how the easiest way this is done, right? Because he always teases when somebody's about to commit. No, actually, John didn't tell me either one of the past two. I um, had been told by somebody else that they were coming. So, um, you know, I did know that they were coming. It wasn't tipped off by John, but I do set up alerts because uh, I know that they're occurring at some point in the evening, but I never know exactly what time. And generally, even when they set a time, it ends up being later than what they initially say. So 
Um, Twitter alerts have been uh, a savior for me because otherwise I spend a lot of time pressing F5, uh, <laughs> waiting to see who's going to commit and what time. So the two most recent UK football commits are Torrance Davis and Jatan. Is that how we decided we were saying it? Jatan McLean? Jatan, uh, yeah. Let's start out with Davis. Um, you know, the Kentucky Kentucky football program has had some success with Ohio running backs, and, and this is another one. Do you know a lot about him or what kind of player uh, Kentucky got a commitment from? Yeah, he's a he's a confident player. He comes from a good program out of Cleveland um, at Glenville Academy that's led by Ted Ginn Sr., which, uh, of course, is the father of Ted Ginn Jr., who has played wide receiver for the Panthers and the Saints and um, some other teams as well after a storied career at Ohio State. So he comes from a good program. He's 6'2", 220, looks like he's a linebacker. Um, very physical player that, um, you know, Kentucky's had obviously Benny Snell in recent years, and Benny was a guy that plays very physically. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a guy that was never going to go down on first contact, and that's kind of what we're seeing with um, Torrance Davis here as well. He's a guy that loves to make contact. Um, he's very confident. And uh, he's just kind of in that Benny Snell mode in terms of the kind of short yardage abilities that he can bring to this offense moving forward. And what about McLean, another running back that they got a commitment from, also out of Ohio, um, Fairfield, Ohio. What type of running back does he kind of position himself to be? Yeah, he's kind of in that, you know, that Boom Williams kind of role, um, you know, the Saheem King kind of thing that we saw. A couple of years ago, he's a he's a smaller, shiftier back. Um, kind of gives Kentucky a thunder and lightning type approach with Torrance Davis and Jatan McLean. Um, I've heard comparisons to Cadillac Williams and Ronnie Brown oh, wow. uh, from Auburn, both of whom were coached, of course, by now Kentucky co-offensive coordinator Eddie Grand. Um, so I've heard comparisons to those two players, but uh, McLean himself is very talented, versatile player. I'm a guy that's going to be trouble when you get him in space. So you ideally want to get him the ball in a position to where he's going to get one-on-one opportunities with uh, the other team as opposed to, you know, kind of a between-the-tackles bulk kind of setting. So um, McLean is just a really gifted kind of quicker back that uh, gives Kentucky's offense a little bit of a different dynamic. Okay, let's talk about what you get to see at these these camps. And if you don't mind, like, just briefly, as briefly as you want to make it, like, how do these things set up? Because, you know, people often hear about them, and they're obviously so important in football recruiting, but I don't know uh, if everybody understands exactly how, how these camps are structured and what the what the purpose are, purpose is for them. Because, you know, there's multiple purposes, right? Yeah, not everybody that comes to these camps are the Division One players, the guys that could end up at Kentucky. You get guys that, um, you know, I, I've seen Lindsey Wilson, I've seen Kentucky Wesleyan, Kentucky State, Ohio University, some of these other schools uh, that come to Lexington knowing that they're going to see a lot of talent that they may not be able to get onto their own campuses. So, um, you know, not everybody is built to play at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But what I respect most about the the coaching staff is that they spend the same amount of time with, you know, the kid that's not going to go to Kentucky as much as they do with the kid that could go to Kentucky. Um, but really what you do is you don't get handed a roster. Everybody wears the same white shirts. 
Um, so you kind of have to do a lot of face profiling. You look for guys that, you know, Kentucky has offered, that you've spoken with in the past, that kind of thing. And, um, you know, you try to try to use your sources as most as possible to try and get a feel for who's actually there, who's doing well. Um, after the camp setting, you'll generally, generally see the coaches spend more time talking to certain players, and that kind of gives you an idea of where to start. Uh, in terms of maybe who's getting an offer, who's a guy that maybe someone to watch potentially not in this class, but future classes. Yeah. Um, because the recruiting process has started earlier than it has ever started before. So, you know, they're already working on the 2021, 2022 classes. And there's been a lot of those guys on campus over the past couple of days. Yeah. And I think that that, that kind of might serve a nice little double, double uh, purpose there with the, the no numbers, you know, uh, you don't focus on guys. So if somebody pops, it's like, okay, you know, you're not like basing things off preconceived notions in a lot mm-hmm. of instances. So that's a, that's a good setup too, as well. Um, I did want to ask you about the fact that, uh, I saw some pictures from the camps and it seems like they have, uh, they made the, the, the kind of pitch <laughs> about how great Kentucky football is, which is to be expected. But, uh, I, I saw some, you know, some Josh Allen photos up on the, the big screens there. Is that what they had rolling as they were uh, instructing the guys in the different camps? Yeah, you see, we kind of have this crossover because every time John Calipari speaks, you know he's talking to recruits specifically. And, uh, you know, we kind of saw the same thing in Kroger Field this weekend. They've got the Jumbotrons working on each end of the stadium. And it's just a walking kind of infomercial, a little a little brochure almost. Um, for Kentucky football, you'll see a slide that has all of the draft picks. You'll see Josh Allen, his stats, um, you know, Benny Snell. They had the upcoming schedule, Stoops' as coach of the year. All of these different graphics that they're trying to get emblazoned into the back of these recruits' minds, saying this is not your father's Kentucky program. This is a different time in Kentucky football. You know, they're coming off the 10-win season with, with the Citrus Bowl victory over Penn State. Um, the five draft picks, including three in the first two days. So this is the time that they really need to go all in and kind of market themselves to these recruits. And as we've seen with the current recruiting class, it's paying huge dividends, and I expect it to kind of continue that way here in the next couple of months. Okay, let's uh, talk a little bit about what you saw at the camp. Um, what what quarterback stood out? I saw some highlights, some videos you were tweeting out during this thing. Uh, Bo Allen was throwing it around, but I'm sure there were other other quarterbacks on the scene there as well. Yeah, it's funny because Bo is in kind of this position that I would hope a lot of these quarterbacks are in next year. Um, Bo last year was a really thin kid. Um, you know, he needed to work on his body and add a little bit of muscle, and he's to his, um, you know to his testament, he's done that. And that's kind of what we're seeing from this current group. There's a lot of guys that are slight in frame, but you don't necessarily expect your quarterbacks in a high school program to really be hitting the weight room too hard um, until they start getting this, these serious Division One looks, and they grow into their body. That's a part of it. But I was really impressed with the quarterback group as a whole. It started Friday night. You had Bo Allen, um, Nick Vadiato, a 2021 quarterback from Florida, Kind of moving through the weekends, we, we saw quite a few other kids that had Kentucky offers or would get Kentucky offers. Um, Nashville's D.C. Tabscott, a 2021. Gunnar Smith out of Indiana, 2022. 
I was really impressed with uh, Christian Vailu. I think that's how you say his name. He's originally from Canada. I think he's in New York now, but really strong, strong arm. He was very accurate, um, has the frame that you would look for, especially as a junior at this point in the process. Jacob Foss, a 2021 quarterback from Alabama. Um, Kaya Sharon uh, from Somerset actually picked up an offer from Kentucky yesterday, and then he was back to camp with Kentucky today. So a couple couple of days there to work with Darren Henshaw, um, a smaller group today. So he got a little bit more personal attention. But um, intriguing kid there, too, out of Somerset, the 2021 quarterback. Um, but overall, I was just really impressed with the group that they brought in at that position. Um, I don't know that they're in a position to really take any of them right now. They just, you know, want to kind of see how they they grow and mature uh, in their in their bodies over the next eight months or so, going through their junior seasons. But some really intriguing kids uh, at the quarterback position, which of course everybody knows is kind of the face of your class. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, what about the lines? Obviously, Kentucky's done a great job with their offensive line in the last couple of years. John Schlarman's developed them. Um, and the, the rest of the staff has got a ton of talent in. How did the uh, some of the tackles and those guys look in these in these drills? Yeah, there was a kid uh, yesterday that was really impressive. He's out of Tennessee, a, a 2021 offensive tackle um, from Pearl Con down there in Tennessee. Has offers from Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, you know, I, everything um, – that she would expect from an elite recruit at this point. He looked older than I do at this point. Um, you know, he looked like he could be in his early thirties and <laughs> like he was going to be an upperclassman at the collegiate level. Like he was just, he was very impressive. Um, and it wasn't just his physical stature. I mean, he, he produced on the field, you know, he was throwing kids around and it seemed to be fun for him. He, he would kind of laugh and get a smile every time he would kind of throw somebody off their, their pass rush and, um, he was really fun to watch. There's been some other guys. You had Jason Eaton, another Tennessee guy. He's an offensive guard. Um, Kentucky's been evaluating him as a possible take in the 2020 class. Um, Abraham Alibi from uh, Pickerington, Ohio. He was at camp today. Kind of intriguing guy because he's been recruited as a defensive tackle in the past. Um, Kentucky actually tried him a bit at offensive guard today. Just trying to see what his versatility was, but um, you know he he has made it known to me that he would like to play Kentucky. So yeah, we'll see if that opportunity presents itself to him. But um, just a good group of guys. There was uh, Mark Mark Good, who kind of surprised me. I didn't really know anything about him going into the week. He's from Larue High School here in um, Kentucky, but he he really impressed me. A guy that is certainly worth watching for. Kentucky fans, and if Kentucky doesn't end up taking him, there's some opportunities where he could end up as an opponent somewhere in the SEC. So that's that's one to watch as well. Wrap up that conversation with Josh Edwards in just a minute. But before that, I do want to tell you guys about Twillery. Awesome shirts that won't wrinkle, won't itch, and won't sweat. Twillery makes stocking up your closet as simple as restocking beer in your fridge. Easy, affordable, and the perfect fit guarantee. They offer non-iron, untuckable, and performance dress shirts for as low as $55 each. It's when you bundle four or more together. With free shipping and returns, try on some Twills risk-free. After all, feeling is believing. 
Go to twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on for $25 off your order. And plus right now they got a limited time Father's Day special going on. You can enjoy a free set of bottle opener collar stays until the 16th of June. Smart casual just got even smarter and cheaper, guys. Go check out twillery.com slash locked on and use the promo code locked on. L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Twillery.com slash locked on. This is Locked On Kentucky, your team every day. Now, I think um, kind of the, the biggest thing, and you mentioned this earlier, this the talent that's in for these things, including a top 10 player um, in for the camp. Um, can you tell us a little about who, who that was here in Lexington? Yeah, it was a bit of, bit of a surprise. I know, you know a lot of your listeners may have heard the golf cart treatment that um, you, know, you hear about tight ends coach Vince, Vince Morrow. Vince, uh, you know, if you've got a big-time recruit on campus, he, he puts him in the golf cart and drives him around personally. And, um, you know, that's, that's the golf cart treatment these days. But uh, they had Jaquincy McKinstry on campus yesterday. He is the number seven overall player, according to 27, 24-7 sports, in the 2022 class, um, which is crazy to think that we're already uh, looking that far ahead. But that's where... We've reached in the recruiting levels at this point, but um, McKinstry was a little bit of a surprise. Wasn't necessarily expecting to see him there, but, um, you know, looks like a really athletic kid. He's got a lot of development to do with his body, and, um, you know, I'm sure he's got a lot of work to do on the field as well. But um, Jack Nickel, a 2021 tight end out of Georgia, was also on campus yesterday getting the golf cart treatment from Morrow. Um, you know, very well put together kid. Um, looks like he has good genes with his father too. His father was a bigger guy. So just, it's, it's just been an interesting last four days in Lexington because they're getting more talent than we've really ever seen, uh, for this Kentucky football program. And I think that's got to be exciting. If you're a fan, I'm hoping to see what we saw this past season continue. All right. Just, just two more quick ones. And I'll appreciate your time as we're recording here on uh, Monday evening. Can you give like a name or two that people should keep an eye on as possible commitments? Obviously, we're not going to like hold you to these, but but guys that that might um, have interest, a ton of interest in Kentucky, and Kentucky has a ton of interest in them. In them. Yeah, I think there's um, several guys to watch. You've got Richard Leonard, the offensive guard from Cocoa, Florida. I actually spoke to him earlier tonight. Um, you know, he was committed to Kentucky at one point. Decided that he wanted to review his options and determine if that was the best fit for him. Um, you know, he's taken an official visit to Georgia Tech. He took one to Kentucky this past week, and he has one scheduled to Tennessee in the coming coming weeks. But he has a commitment date set for July 5th. He has told me that that's going to be it, even though he's got two official visits left after that. He's not going to take those. Um, okay. So it sounds like it's going to be one of those three programs or potentially Florida State. He's visited there unofficially several times. Um, so it's possible he gets back in the boat. Uh, we look at Isaiah Cummings, uh, the wide receiver from Louisville. I think he's a guy that could potentially join this class. I know Kentucky really likes him. He was on campus Sunday, I believe, Sunday or Saturday. I'm, I'm losing track of my days at this yeah. point. But <laughs> Sunday or Saturday he was on campus, and uh, you know he got a chance to spend some time with Bo Allen, John Young, those guys. I uh, kind of feel like a priority for them. 
Um, again, at the wide receiver position, a kid out of Columbus, Ohio, Khalil Branham, um, originally committed to Michigan, uh, very close to his brother. His brother is going to play Eastern Michigan next fall. So that was the reason that, you know, he committed to the Wolverines, kind of backed off on that, but he's appreciated how much Kentucky has been open and honest with him, um, during the process. And I think he's one to watch. I don't know kind of what his timeline is when he's hoping to make a decision. Uh, and then you've got Vito Tisdale, the safety from Bowling Green. Uh, he's very highly regarded player, probably doesn't get talked enough about, um, at least here lately in terms of Kentucky football recruiting, because there's been some other big guys uh, kind of potentially on the hook. Uh, but Vito Tisdale is about as talented as you get. I mean, he's a guy that could step, step in immediately and contribute early. Could be the next safety, you know, like Mike Edwards drafted into the NFL. Oh, wow. Um, four-star player, top 247. Um, you know, he's just, I think he would be the third highest rated commitment for Kentucky, maybe the second highest rated commitment for Kentucky. So a uh, very high caliber player uh, that's right here in the state of Kentucky. And Kentucky's coaching staff has done a tremendous job with him because originally I would have said he's going to be drawn to one of those traditional powers like an Oklahoma or an LSU. But I think the draw to play at Kentucky for a guy that, um, you know, has coached a lot of great defensive backs in the past, like Mark Stoops, uh, and now Stephen Klinkscale with you know pretty good track record of his own. I think that's appealing for a guy like Tisdale. And I don't I don't know when he's going to commit either. I've heard rumblings that he may wait until one of the All American games. Uh, I've also heard that you know he may be enticed to commit a little sooner. So we'll see. But I think those are four names that immediately jump out at me as, as guys that probably have a good chance of jumping in this class. Gotcha. And then finally, um, obviously, Justin Rogers was such a big name. Um, and then it, he tweeted out that he was going to take more visits. Where do you think it all stands with he and Kentucky at this very moment? Obviously, he's still committed. Um, but do you think he ultimately ends up at UK? That's tough to determine at this point. Yeah. Um, if you listen to what he says, yeah. Um, you know, he was still, even when it seemed like he was going to commit to Kentucky the day that he did, he was still getting calls from other schools um, up until the minute that he announced. Like, it was it was not one of those things where teams were giving up on him or, or willing to concede him to Kentucky. And when Kentucky got his commitment, they knew that they were going to have to work to keep him in the boat. So I think it helps that he, you know, has such a strong relationship with Clink Scale, and Clink Scale has a good relationship with his family. Uh, and you've obviously got Marquan McCall, who is a, a great friend of Rogers on campus. Um, DeAndre Square has, has done a good job of getting in his ear as well. Um, so there's a lot left to play out in this one. He still uh, maintains that he plans to take other official visits. I don't know where that's going to be yet. It could be one of the in-state schools. could be Alabama. It uh, could be Ohio State. I know he's really high on them at one point in the process. So. I don't know, yeah. you know, if if I were to handicap it, I'd say probably like a seventy percent chance he sticks that's, in the class. That's pretty good. I mean, <laughs> all things considered, that's I think most people would take that. And that's you know, I'm uh, I'll just be completely transparent. Who I reached out to was um, the guy who works. I think uh, he does the Locked On Michigan podcast. 
but I forget the name of this site he works for, uh, Wolverine's Wire or something along those lines. I'll double-check that and correct it um, when I wrap here. But um, he helped produce his commitment video, and so I was texting him about it, and you know, he, he's up in the Detroit area, and still, like, they, it's odd that Rodgers hasn't kind of made clear where he's going to take those other visits is what is, is kind of head-scratching to me. It seems like he would know to a certain extent, you know what I mean, Josh? Yeah, and I, w- I want to make something you know clear. This is not just a Kentucky thing. You know, if he had committed to Georgia or Alabama, teams would still recruit him. I mean, there's it's just the day and age of recruiting that we've reached, where these kids get committed up until the moment that they sign. They you know put their signature on the dotted line. Um, you know, so that's always going to be a talking point, whether it's Kentucky or Alabama or any other school. If there's a if there's a kid with talent and a team that thinks they've got a shot at them, they're going to continue to make a run at them. Sounds good. Josh, let everybody know where they can follow you on social media and read your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at jedwar247. That's J-E-D-W-A-R-247. Um, you can also find us at kentucky.247sports.com. Um, you know, and we'd be happy to have you. Thanks so much for your time, man. No problem. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks to Josh Edwards. Please follow him and read some of his work. does a great job covering the football recruiting beat for UK. Please follow along on all our social medias, at Curtis Birch, B-U-R-C-H. That's me, at Locked On UK on Twitter for the show. And find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. You can join our group where we have some discussions. And you can just like the page for all the content. It's all right there. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. But the most important thing you can do is share this podcast with somebody else who would enjoy. Quick note, if you are listening to this Tuesday morning before 10 a.m., you can tune into KSR. That's Kentucky Sports Radio. Kyle and I will be hosting, and we got a ton of fun stuff planned. So if you're listening to this before 10 a.m. on Tuesday, or I guess all the way up to 12 you can still tune in um, to Kentucky Sports Radio. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks to Grassroots Pharmacy for sponsoring this edition of the show. We will talk to y'all soon. You are Locked On Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Did you go all weekend? I've been every day so far. I'll be the next two as well. Perfect. All right. We will start rolling. Sounds good.